Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. You place the stone down onto the table and carefully slide it over to Dakon. A wisp of blue smoke curls about him as he empties his pipe and gives you his full attention. What did you come to know? His coal black eyes peer at you over the brim of his glass. I learned that not knowing something can be a tool, just like flesh and steel. If, upon encountering it, you attempt to know its nature and how it came to be, you have seen the words, and you have seen beyond them. You have come to know the second circle of Zerthman. He takes the circle, and with a deft motion, he twists one of the links so that a plate slides forth. But strangely enough, the stone still appears intact. He slides the plate back over the table. Meditate upon this teaching, and the knowing of it shall give you strength, bringing focus to your movements purpose to your direction. Very well. I'll study it. Yet I would still know more of Zerthamon's teachings. Dakon's fingers feel around the edges of the stone circle, and he twists it clockwise, the links clicking until they have settled into a new configuration. He reverses the motion, resetting the stone once again, and places it back into your palm. The next circle of Zerthamon is open to you. Study it as you have done the last very well. There are other things I would know, Dakon. Dakon waits. I had some questions about the Githzerai language. He remains silent. Can you teach me the ways in which your people speak? Know that the speech of the people has its foundation in history. All things are a story to us. Metaphor is a tool and an inspiration to the strength. Know when we speak of Tarig's table, we remember that Tarig was noted for his hospitality and goodwill. When we speak of Selkant's heart, we recall the lecherous and cruel nature of Selkant. I think I understand. Will you teach me? Dakon begins teaching you some of the common forms of speech and the three of you exchange phrases and colloquialisms until they begin to feel familiar. A wise man is said to have wrote the Book of the Anarchs, while to accuse another of treason is to remember Vilquar's eye. Vilquar's eye. It is said of generous people that their cupboards are bare. How about introducing yourself? Common greetings include Hail, Swordringer, and Zerkai's kin bow to you, to which one should respond, and the traveler is pleased. Dakon is a skilled teacher. After an hour or so of his instruction, you feel capable of exchanging at least a few proper greetings with other Githzerai. As you conclude your lesson, 
you notice Candrian enter and slump onto the same table as before, overlooking the rest of the bar. He quickly stands as you approach him. Once again, you are struck by the insubstantial nature of this man's existence. And once again, you are riveted as he turns his pale blue eyes upon you. Ah, Seeker. Have your travels brought fortune? I'm making progress. I saw Ingress this morning. I told her she could trust you. Did you manage to find her? He releases a long sigh and smiles warmly. Yes, she's home. No doubt things have changed a little since she left, but she survived here long enough. I can't imagine she'll have too much trouble making it there. Thank you. That's incredible, really. You did a good thing caring for her, Seeker. Not many would stop and look to help a keyless here in Sigil. Be wary. This city is the definition of neutrality. To tip the scales too much is to draw the lady's ire. Perhaps, Candrian. But I have a feeling there's no balancing now that could tip the deeds of my past. The Tooth Woman wanted you to have these. He holds out his hand. She wanted to express her thanks. Level out her scales, as it were. And be done with the damn things. He smoothly deposits a small pouch into your palm. And with a wink. Enjoy them, Seeker. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need a little peace. I hope to see you again. Farewell, Candrian. Back at your table, you empty the contents of the pouch into your hand, and immediately are taken aback by the sight of Ingress's dancing teeth. They begin to clatter in your palm, almost as if they are pleased to see you. Examining them closely, you can't shake their resemblance to ivory bugs. You get the feeling that they are looking at you expectantly, awaiting something. <laughs> hey, Morn, take a look at this. What's the chant, Chief? You see these teeth? Ugh. Ah, he seems morbidly fascinated. Ugly little burks, aren't they? Well, what do you think? Reckon you could use them somehow. Why, in unless you've suddenly become a dentist, buy that. <laughs> Mort shudders. Would you want those things in you? Come on, Mort. They seem to like you. In case you didn't notice, Chief, these are my teeth we're talking about. Look at the way they're staring at you. Those little pikers better not come anywhere near me or I'll... Mort pauses. Huh. You know, I have no idea how to threaten teeth. Well, all right. I'm not going to force... Uh-oh. Something changes in the teeth. They appear almost as sharper and curled. What's wrong? Mort floats in closer to your palm. Hey, they look vicious. Almost feral, don't they? They sure do. I don't think that... What happens next is difficult to describe and very painful to watch. Faster than you can close your palm... The teeth hop out of your hand and swarm onto Mort's jaw. Mort howls as Ingress's teeth promptly rip out his and jump into the exposed cavities. Mort! Mort continues howling, and the teeth begin to settle in, adjusting themselves and planting their roots with a horrid drilling noise. Mort! Mort! Are you okay? Mort doesn't seem to hear you. He just keeps howling and howling. Then suddenly, he starts smashing his teeth together. After three powerful bites, the upper and lower teeth lock 
and prevent him from opening his mouth. Where? Mort mumbles something at you, his eyes wide with panic. C can you open your jaw? At your question, the teeth suddenly unlock and Mort lets out a relieved sigh. I, I will kill you for this! You planned that! I know it! I, I'm, I'm sorry, I had no idea that could happen. Uh, how do they feel? Mort moves his jaw around experimentally. Oh. Huh. Odd. I'm not sure. They don't feel bad. Suddenly, the teeth extend into elongated fangs. Oh, whoa, they change. They shrink down to normal, then fangs again, then normal. Wow. <laughs> hey, I think I'm gonna like these. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, Mort. I really didn't mean you any harm. <laughs> oh, I'll still get you for this. He grins, his teeth turning into wicked fangs again. Just you wait. Uh, okay. I'll add you to the list of people who want to kill me. Let's go. As you begin to leave the bar, you suddenly hear Mort let loose another howl of pain. Oh no. What happened now? You turn to face Mort again, only to see the teeth finish ripping themselves loose from his mouth and leaping back into your hand as Mort toothless groans with pain. I don't, I don't know. It seemed like everything was fine for a minute there, and then they ripped themselves out again. The teeth group themselves in your hand in a way so as to somehow face Mort and clack at him fiercely. I'm thinking they're angry with you, Mort. Oh, oh I see. Uh, oh, wait, what? Well, they were mad at me? Why? Well, you... You did insult them, remember? Ugly little burks. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. C come on, Chief. Get, get, get back. Oh, wait, you want them now? Can I assume your vow of revenge against me has been tabled? Mort looks annoyed. Well, well it's just... They are... You know, useful. Mort tries to ignore your grin. All right, yes, I retract my vow of hideous revenge against you. <laughs> you want a lucky shot, too, I add. You would be horrifying. Happy? Okay, can I hurt them back now? All right, then. Here you go. As you move to hand them back to Mort, the teeth crawl up your arm until they arrive at your shoulder, chittering and occasionally clacking angrily at Mort. Hmm. I don't think they're going to make this easy. I think you may have to apologize. <laughs> I, I know I didn't hear you right, Chief. I think they did what they did to make a point, Mort. But now that it's made... <laughs> yeah, it's times like this I really miss having eyelids so I could close them and count to ten. He pauses. All right, all right. Teach. I'm... Uh, I'm... No, wait, no, stop, stop that. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's only so much a skull can take. I'm not going to give an apology to a bunch of ugly, yellow, rotten teeth. Uh-oh. The teeth chatter with outrage, and their edges turn razor sharp. They begin to line up into formation as if ready to attack. More. I'm, I'm not kidding anymore. I think these teeth are angry, and, and I'm not sure how bad it'll be if you piss them off anymore. Mort winces. Boss, <laughs> this might be the most humiliating moment of my entire career as Lina. Lina. We all have our torments, Mort. Lina. Looks like today this is yours. 
Well. All right, all right, all right, all right. Teeth, teeth. I'm sorry. Really. You're no uglier than any other enchanted vice covets I've ever encountered before. You're as nice a shade of yellow as can really go on teeth. And the rotting crack was totally out of line. I hear thy tender thy apologies and offer to make amends. All right? Hey, that actually wasn't that bad. The teeth, having smoothed and softened, roll down your arm and into your hand. I think they're satisfied, Mort. Do you want them back? Fine. Fine. Whatever. I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah, of course I do. All right. Brace yourself. You hold them up near Mort, and one by one, they jump neatly into his mouth and secure themselves into his jaw. And while still uncomfortable, it seems the process is much less painful this time. Mort clacks the teeth together a few times. Ah, ah, okay, 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 I think we're good. Uh, Let's get out of here before my ego takes another Marlin. (laughs) Let's. Outside the bar, under the dark haze of Sigil's later hours, the streets take on a new brawling hostility. The hivers that are still out either furtively hurry towards whatever shelter they call home, or daringly stake their claim to the patch of sigil they have carved out with dangerous bravado. Keep your wits sharp. It's not safe out here at this time. I know. I'm on my guard. Let's find these dogs and see this done. Balance in all things, even in justice. Penance is really found at the tip of a blade. Despite Dakon's words, you continue your grim search through the umbral alleys and eventually come to a row of buildings, each covered in graffiti. There's an even mixture of detailed murals and mad wild scrawling plastered over every surface, chaotic, beautiful in some cases, and deeply disturbing. You hear muffled sounds of laughter, singing, screaming and wailing, all joining to a strange cacophony of mortal expression. People of all shapes dance and fight in clusters about the street. One in particular is on all fours, bounding in circles as if chasing an imaginary tail. (laughs) Wow, that's a tree with one snap branch too many. No sense swapping the champ with these chaos attacks, chief. They're a balmy bunch. You do what you gotta do, but words will get you nowhere here. Chaos attacks. It's the name of the faction who don't have any rules, except don't keep one thought in the head for too long. They're sometimes called chaos men. No need to explain that. They attract members like flies. Any burke who's done with seeking patterns, or, or just those turned bounty by the planes, gravitate to the life of chaos. With no more to it, you stride into the center of the street towards the wild-eyed man, who is now hunched over, barking and howling at the top of his lungs. The swaying of his thick, matted hair reveals a series of tattoos. They run the range from screaming faces and bizarre geometric shapes to what appear to be lines of verse. He is almost naked, but the dirt and filth covering him gives him some semblance of modesty. Greetings, the man whirls on him and gives a low growl. Then immediately, his face shifts into a joyous grin as he stands up straight. You think, for a moment, he may even shake your hand. And just as quickly, he starts barking violently at you again. In the distance, 
You hear numerous yammers and growls in response. I said, greetings. The man's barking ends with a snarl, and he bares his filed fang-like teeth. If you're not gonna talk, then come at me, Wolfman. And with that, he bows into you, gouging his dirty fingernails into your neck. But you were ready, and with his reckless lunge, your blade slides between his ribs. He looses a ragged howl as he slumps, gasping to the cobbles, and the street fills with excited yelps and mournful howls. Several doors fling open, spilling out crooked figures eager for a fight. One twirls her cloak of spined quills in an erratic pirouette and leaps towards you, wicked claw-like blades strapped to her forearms. Dakon steps ahead, glaive at the ready, radiating the bright golden shimmer of his power. The two face each other, trading blows before she swipes at his legs with a well-placed kick, crashing into the floor. As she drives her claws down for another strike, you thrust your palms forward, and with a thunderous crack, a blast of force throws her back, giving you just enough time to scramble Dakon to his feet. The alley now has erupted in pure chaos. Dozens and dozens have gathered around, fights breaking out amongst them, roiling mobs of violence and ecstasy. Uh, uh, Chief, this isn't good. What do we do? Uh, run! Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoca GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.